Hello and welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. I am your host, Vicky Midwood, and I am bringing you this podcast bi-weekly. We will be talking to guests and I will be talking on my own alternately all about subjects that we want to bring to the forefront of conversations. This is non-censored stuff on subjects that perhaps we don't talk about enough and I truly believe that nothing should be taboo and the more we can talk about things, the more we can bring things into the open, the more we can be totally honest about how we feel and what we think without worrying about judgment from other people, the better. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of day you're listening and welcome to episode 16, Gratitude and Grief. I am Vicky Midwood, your host, and I am delighted to be sharing with you a little bit about my weekend last weekend and and why I want to talk about grief particularly, because it's something that if we haven't experienced it yet, we are going to at some point in our lives. For many of us, we may have experienced grief as kids when a pet, family pet died, or perhaps when a grandparent or a great grandparent or an uncle or a a parent died. We're all going to, at some point, lose somebody or something, if we're talking pets, that we love in our lives. It's just the nature of being human and being alive. And you've heard the old saying, as soon as we're born, we're on that process to dying. And it's yet still something that a lot of people struggle to talk about. And just like we were sharing last week, or last episode, with sex, it's it's something that we all do. None of us would be here if it wasn't for sex. It's how we were created. And we are all going to die. We're all going to experience losing loved ones. And eventually our loved ones will experience losing us. So it's something that we do need to talk about. And it may sound odd that I've put gratitude and grief together. But for a lot of people, it's actually quite a good thing that the loved one does go because unlike with animals where we can not watch them suffer any longer than we feel is absolutely necessary, although we have to question, don't we, whether any suffering is is really necessary. But at least with an animal, you can say, no, that's it. Let's put it out of its discomfort. Let's put it out of its misery. And yet we cannot do that with with human beings. Now, I know that some people do choose to do that um, and take them off to Switzerland or, or somewhere else because it's technically illegal and against the law. I'm not going to go down that whole road because that is a completely other path to go down. But the point is, if you do watch your loved ones deteriorate if you have watched them suffer through an illness and actually change personality and and watch them struggle and lose some of their essence 
then it is a really hard process to go through. And it's hard to get your head around just what is happening and how you actually feel about it. Now, for me, the whole grieving process was something that, I'll be quite honest, I didn't really get it. I didn't understand. Yes, I'd lost pets and and the sadness and the, and the big hole that they leave in, in a family's environment and life is, is, is big. And was I able to cry immediately and, and let out my emotions? Absolutely, I was. Um, but when I think back, that's because it was choice and, and I knew that that they were going to be put down and, and yeah, driving to the vets and, and knowing that you were leaving an animal there and not returning back with it. That's pretty, it's pretty hard to do. For those of you who've done it, you'll know exactly what that feels like when you get back in the car or if you're walking or whatever it happens to be and you're just like, it's a bit surreal. It totally is. But even if you know if you've had a, a, a family member or a loved one in a hospice or in hospital and you know that the inevitable is going to happen, even though you know logically it's going to happen, it still it still hits us all in a different way. And yes, we can prepare ourselves to some extent, but none of us, none of us know exactly how we're going to feel when it actually happens to us. What I do know is I thought I had dealt with my grief for my parents. Um, they both are dead now. Um, my dad went first, my mum a couple of years later. And this is where you kind of, it does feel surreal. When I hear my clients and friends talking about their parents and and the struggles that they're having with them as they're getting older. And I remember, yeah, I did, I kind of went through it, but not in the same way. We're all going to experience it differently. But I knew my mum was going to die and she know, knew she was going to die. But my mum didn't have a great quality of life when she was alive. And quite frankly, as far as she was concerned, she would have died 10 years earlier, given the choice. We didn't have that choice. But I knew that she wasn't scared of it. I also knew that she was, she welcomed it. She just didn't want it to be painful. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't a great experience for her. And if I could, if I could have made it faster for her, I absolutely would. But the grief that I felt for her was very different to the grief that I felt for my dad. And that's really strange because I was much, much closer to my mum than I was to my dad. However, I didn't really let it go. Because in my head, logically, I told myself I knew it was going to happen and I was fine with it. Actually, I needed to acknowledge that there was a, it was a massive loss. And I was, and I don't know what the feelings were. And this is the thing, when you, when you go to counselling, if you do go to grief counselling or you go and see a therapist, it's really important to talk about the good times that you've had. But also to remember that not all of those times were good and that sometimes you you didn't get on with that person and you may have said things that in hindsight you wish that you hadn't have said. You may have done things that again in hindsight you wish you hadn't have done. And these are all things that, that can crop up and your brain is an amazing thing because it gets logged in your unconscious mind. And you can bring these stuff 
to the forefront of your mind and start feeling guilt and anger and shame and all those kinds of things. And if you Google stages of grief, then you'll come up with so many. There's the five stages, there's the seven stages, there's the 12 stages. But one thing that they that they don't necessarily make clear is that those stages of grief, and although there are five, 12, seven, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of emotions going around. I'm not gonna count them. The point is they're not linear. So it's not a case of first you'll feel this and then it'll go into this and then it will be that. No, you can have a number of those emotions going on at once. So there can be a sense of a depression that may hit and then you may have the denial and the, the guilt and the anger can come all in one go. Then you may have the acceptance. So for me, it started with acceptance. And if you look at the, the stages of grief, if you Google them, I think acceptance is the last thing that apparently is meant to happen if it's linear. But not for me. No, it was the first thing. And this is where, you know, be aware if you're Googling something and how to handle it. It's, it's not as it may seem because everybody's experience is different. And then my point is this, nobody can tell you how to handle your grief. But what is important is that we come into it and try and come from a place of gratitude. And I know that sounds bizarre, but what I'm talking about is the gratitude of actually having that person in our lives for the time that we did. And being grateful that we were actually able to, to have lived experiences with them. And no, they might not have all been fantastic, but we will have learned something. And we, a lot of us are the people that we are and, and have our thoughts and our personalities because of things that that person may have said or things that we have learned from them. And so coming from a sense of gratitude for being able to share the planet and conversations and experiences with that person somehow helps me for sure and and maybe and I hope it will you too to actually come to terms with the fact that we are all just passing yeah we are just humans on this planet having a spiritual experience that is what I truly truly believe and when I'm talking about a spiritual experience I'm not going all woo woo on you but we are energetic beings and the universe is energy. Um, we are all from energy. And that energy comes from somewhere. And it's not man-made. And I like to, I believe that it is from source, whatever that is, from the universe, whatever term you choose to use. So when I'm talking about spiritual, that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's not human. It's an out-of-human thing. And we are just passing through on this planet we're here for whatever period of time that we're here for. And we all have a purpose, even though we don't know necessarily what that purpose is. But we are all here to learn and to achieve things. And part of that means that we are communicating with and spending time with other people and feeling a part of the world and society and the universe. And so when it comes to grieving, whether that means that you, you, do what some cultures do and you dress in black and you don't put any makeup on and you don't shower or or you know take care of yourself for a period of time or whether it means that you have a massive party and celebrate that person's life 
whatever it looks like for you, there is no right way of grieving. But what I do know is this, emotions will hit you and it's not something that will ever stop or go away. So I went last weekend to back to my hometown, which in and of itself is a, is a very odd thing to do. I haven't been back there since the day of my mum's funeral back in 2018. So that's a number of years. Now, obviously, we've had COVID and, and everything else, but there has been no desire or pull for me to go back. My, I went back on a regular basis to see my dad and my stepmom or to see my mum in her hospice. And, and that's kind of what it was. And, you know, sometimes I would see both of them in the same trip and sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I would go separately and see them separately. But that was my reason for going back. So when, when they were both dead, I didn't have a reason to go back. So when my uncle, who is my mum's twin, decided that it would be nice to go and visit the grave and, and perhaps it was time, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. But having thought about it, I thought, you know what, maybe, maybe this will help me to get a little bit more... I don't know, I was going to use the word closure, but I, I don't think that's the right term. And I don't like that term at all. It doesn't sit with me well. But to just kind of, I don't know, say goodbye in a different kind of way. Because when you're burying somebody at a funeral and everybody else is there, it's kind of something different. Now, here's the thing why I'm torn. I, I truly believe that once once your soul is gone, we just, we're just a bag of bones and skin and flesh. Um, and so burying a bag of bones, skin of flesh in the ground and going to visit that space really in my logical brain doesn't mean a thing at all. But it's not that, is it? It's the symbolism of, of what it is. Um, however, I didn't feel anything. And that's the bizarre thing. I didn't feel anything when I saw the grave except a sense of gratitude that she was no longer here, no longer suffering, no longer feeling the way that she felt. And I was grateful that the place where we had chosen to recognize her life was in a really nice environment and the view was fantastic and it was extraordinarily peaceful. And that just made me feel a massive sense of gratitude, huge. When we then went to visit my dad's grave, very different feeling altogether. So he was buried in a tiny little graveyard in a local church, which is the church that I went to when I was a kid growing up. And I don't have fantastic memories of my childhood and even us going to church and Sunday school was a bit of a battlefield between my parents because there was religion involved and so I honestly felt such a mixed bag of emotions I didn't know what I felt and you know what it's okay it's okay to not know and I'm going to digress on a tangent here, but I think it's important. For those of you who are struggling with any kind of issues and, and feelings and emotions, whether you choose to use the term mental health, which personally I hate because it's all just health, we are 
connected. Your body is not separate from your head. But if you're having an issue, a problem, a struggle, a challenge, whichever word you want to use in determining how you feel, I want you to know it's okay. We don't have to label things. We don't have to have names. We don't have to actually be able to pinpoint it and know. I just know that when I got back in the car, an overwhelming sense of a desire to cry came over me. And I don't know what it was or where it came from. Did I need to? No. I didn't need to fathom it out. I didn't need to go, what is going on with me? What's happening? What I did need to do was to just honor it and to be grateful that whatever that emotion was, whatever that feeling was, whatever overcame me was coming out in the way that it needed to. And this is where I'm going to leave it because if crying is the thing that helps you, do it. If it comes up at what seems to be an odd or inopportune moment, honor it. Don't be embarrassed. Don't feel that you should hold it in. Let it out. Because it can come out at weird times. It can come out in in the strangest ways. It might not be that you feel like you want to cry. It may be something else. And that's fine. Because there is no one way to grieve. And it may be that there's a combination of things. So I really felt when I was fortunate enough to go to Colombia in 2019 with my health coach and do plant medicine, I had one experience there, which absolutely I know was letting out all of the grief for both of my parents. And it I've never cried in my life like it. I've never experienced anything like it. My whole body was just racked with, with sobs, which then turned into the most incredible hysterical laughter and when you're aware that that is happening there's a tiny part of your conscious mind and and plant medicine really hits your unconscious mind but there's a tiny part of your conscious mind that kicked in and went you should not be laughing and yet the feeling was so enjoyable and it was an emotion that needed to come out within that whole scenario of me letting go of whatever it was I was holding on to and hadn't let go of in terms of grieving for both of my parents but that's not it, that wasn't it, it wasn't final, it wasn't the done deal, it wasn't, right, you have grieved now, end of story. And so this is where I kind of want to just leave you with the fact that grief is something that we can't put our finger on, it is not a certain way, it's going to be different for everybody. And will time change it? It might make it different, but it doesn't mean that you won't still keep feeling emotions when you see pictures, when when you're triggered by thoughts or memories, or in my case, go and visit the place where you decided to bury that bone flesh sack. And so whatever it looks like for you, just know it's okay. There is no right way. And let's teach our kids the very same message. Think there is no right way to do things. There is no good and bad. There is no should and must and ought to. Let's let go of that language and just allow ourselves to be, to honor our emotions, 
and to feel gratitude above all else, that we were able to experience this and able to manage it and deal with it and get on with being thankful for whatever the future has in store. I am Vicky Midwood, I am your host, and I thank you so much for listening to this episode of Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. Have a lovely, lovely day.